0: Amar, we are back the Get More of Bats podcast and this topic. So I'm gonna tee it up with a story. So we had a customer who this is a well-known CRM company. And what this customer wanted to do was monitor their customers on the move. They have major deals. We're talking million-dollar deals with their customers. And the idea was: let's watch. Chief technology officers, chief data officers, maybe even chief financial officers, up and leave our customers and go into big banks, big Fortune two
1: thousand companies, and this will be an excellent opportunity. Basically, they wanted to just open doors into new accounts with people that they should know. They should know. These are the people that sign the front of checks. Like these are the
0: the economic decision makers. They chose not. To go downstream, as most of our customers will also want vice presidents, directors, because if you think of a buying committee, there are champions, influencers, decision makers, and so forth. Right. They wanted to only see CXOs going to CXO land. So here's what happens. Get a couple months in. We sent hundreds of these signals. And it's incredible. You looked at the data, you're like, oh my God, this is a chief technology officer go from company A to prospect B. And then we get a call from the customer and the customer says, I think we got a problem. The problem is that my sales team, my SDRs and BDRs picked up the phone. They called these people and they had never heard of us. And it was like, we, it would have been great if it was a lukewarm conversation. It wasn't even a lukewarm, it was cold, and we didn't expect that. And what we've come to discover is that on our account manager side, Who are controlling our customers?
1: Basically, like the CSMs of the group.
0: The CSM, woefully single threaded. So, what was happening is they were winning deals. And yeah, the chief technology officer or the chief data officer were the ones that signed off on the deal two years ago, four years ago. But they fell in love with their program managers and they had one or two contacts that they would hang out with. They would talk to them once a week. How are you doing, Fred? How are you doing, Sam? Anyways, those weren't the people they were tracking that were leaving. So their actual champions, they had no idea. They're tracking decision makers. So the reason I'm telling this story is I'm a big believer that the effort that your CSMs or account managers are putting in today majorly affect your prospecting efforts one year into the future. Because if you look at the study, 3% of your market is going to change jobs every month. Over the course of one year, that's up to fifty percent of a market. One year from now, all the champions, influencers, and decision makers you did work with now up and leave and go somewhere else. They don't know you. So, from a trainer's perspective, what are some tactical best practices you can give people? What uh, maybe you can
1: frame it from problem, you know,
0: situation, yeah. opportunity resolution. What
1: how do you want to take this? Yeah, so I, I got a couple of points on this. Um, So first and foremost, the data is, I said this before and I'll say it again, the data is a slam dunk. So LinkedIn actually went in because they own this data set, right, Jamie? And LinkedIn has discovered that about 91% of people who classify themselves in the revenue function, so sales, CS, account managers, et cetera, they only are connected to about one to two contacts in accounts. That's it. And this is further confirmed or reaffirmed, I should say, by CRM data inside a bunch of customers that we know, which is that the average number of contacts in an account is just shy of three in CRM. So that's the first piece of commentary. Now, to your point, yes, it would be very wise if CSMs, account managers, basically those taking the deal once it's closed and then you know doing the land and expand there um it would be great if they could spread their wings and figure out who the buying committee is and kind of just get more feet in the door it's not happening the second point i will say is this this is actually a commentary on the sad state of affairs of our industry where salespeople really think that they have to be now i get the fact that we should know the buying committee but realistically, you have to know who your core power users are. Mm-hmm. Like, Isn't it crazy how most salespeople don't even know that? So I think as a sales profession, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this too, but as a sales profession, we are so enamored. There's like this natural raw magnetism to wanting to deal with the CXO. Man, the CXO doesn't give a you know what. That's where because- i would going to go with this yeah, the CXO signs the checks, but the CXO has VPs. And then the VP has a team of underlings who are then responsible for figuring out your solution, becoming champions of your solution, becoming the advocate for your solution. So it's not just a mixture of tracking the CXO, because we think that they're the almighty person. The CXO has no time to handle with salespeople. That's exactly where I was going to take it. So if I had a time machine,
0: and I could advise this customer again. What I would tell them is decisions, like I'm watching customers decide on our solution, which is a few thousand dollars a month. And yet it's a buying committee, buying committee of many different decision makers. And I'm hearing this from all of our customers. It almost regardless of the size of your average sales price, unless it's, you know, pay by credit card for $99, there is a form of a buying committee. And that mind committee is, yeah, the, the, the ELTs, the CXOs, are coming up with a strategy. And then they're saying, team, I need you to execute because my job is to listen to the market and the board and bring these strategic ideas to life. And you're the guys to turn these into life. Right. And I, and I looking back, I would advise the customer that, yeah, of course, you want to monitor the CTO, the chief digital officer. But that person is being influenced. The, the cacophony of noise of initiatives being thrown at this person is massive. You really got to monitor and focus in on the people who actually use you every day, who will love you, who would go to bat for you. And when it comes to that boardroom meeting with the CXO, they're one of the people at the table. They'd raise their hand and say, uh, Mr. or Mrs., this is what I would do you talked about you want to do this initiative. I've got a program for us because I ran it at my past company. I have been researching it. Like they were the ones actually doing the research for it. So yeah, I actually, that's interesting. That's where I was going to go with it is I think it's a mistake to just monitor the CXOs. But okay, so now tactically, if you were advising a sales team, there was mistakes being made at the CSM level and uh, the AEM, CSM level. What would you do there to fix those mistakes? Yeah. And then what could you do different maybe on the prospecting side?
1: Yeah, so step one, so going to get very tactical here. Step one is you got to build the buying committee inside. It's not hard to do. By the way, every one of you listening that has LinkedIn, and specifically LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you should be able to do this in about eight seconds flat, really. Mm -hmm. Like this is not hard to do. If you're not doing it, then you gotta question why you're using a tool like that in the first place. But that's maybe for another discussion. So that's step one. You gotta know that. And step two, and I think this is this is gonna become the moneymaker. You cannot prospect these people because that word prospect has so many connotations associated with it, Jimmy. So when salespeople hear the word prospect, like our crew, our fam here that's listening, right? Our community of crazy sellers like you and I, when we hear the term prospecting, the first thing that comes to mind is just call, email, call, email, fine, but there's no education associated with that. So I want everyone to step back and I want you to think, okay, so if you believe that Gartner stat that there's like eight to 10 people in the buying committee in every single account, let's just go with that for now. That means if you're targeting eight to 10 people, you have to serve them education at at their role level, right? So if I'm selling a solution that is a SaaS platform for finance people, just as an example, I have to have education for the CFO. I have to have education for the folks in treasury. I have to have education for the folks in accounts receivable, like whoever you're serving, but you got to have education. And this is the thing this is the reason why. Think about salespeople today and our our ability to just launch SCUD missiles in the form of prospecting messages at people. Instead, I want you to just pause for a moment, just take a chill pill, and just think about this. Now, this is from a March 2021 study from Gartner, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm getting the year wrong, but it's 2021 or 2022, I think. In this study, here's the conclusion that they found around the buying journey, okay? 83% of someone's time is actually spent in research mode. Only 17% of their time is spent with the vendor. So that means that your buyer is in the market for a solution. Your best chance is not going to be to beg them for a meeting. Your best chance is going to be to earn that meeting by serving them education. So if you know that your solution solves for X... That's the education you've got to push towards them. So, just to summarize my position, because I'd love to take to, to hear your thought, Jamie. But step one, build the buying committee. And then step two, consistently and systematically serve education, because that's what they're doing. That's what they're valuing as evidence by where they're spending their freaking time, which is in education mode.
0: Yeah, so how I would summarize then now, pull the plane back up to 30,000 feet. I'm the chief revenue officer, which you can control both sides of the fence. You control new logos coming in, maintaining the logos you have, and then upselling and cross-selling into those logos. You have to recognize that you're a chief revenue officer and it's all connected. So everything that your team is doing at servicing the existing core customer today, will bear fruit positively or negatively to your net new team one to two years into the future. So if you can f- focus your account managers, CSMs, on going deep and wide, formulating relationships far beyond program managers. Then you will have greater service of opportunity one to two years downstream on your net new site. Well said. So with that team, 12 minutes in, we promise snackable. wrap. Got to wrap. Okay, so here's what I would like everybody to do: uh, like, comment, subscribe to get more at bats. We want to help this go more viral. We're just kicking this off. Please, uh, we want to have to serve more people on YouTube. So, like, comment, subscribe. That would be fantastic for us. Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks, guys. See y'all soon.